choice where we tell you the truth and you choose whether to believe it or not. I'm Jonathan. Marshall. Alright, what we got today? Okay, today our topic of kind of what we want to make this podcast about is about is um it's I mean, you got to be careful with this like the secret knowledge of God because it's not necessarily secrets it's yeah. just like it's kind of like just digging one layer deeper mm-hmm. you know when you read the Bible there's the first reading of it uh, the plain reading of the text mm-hmm. but God is so deep and so wide that there's so much knowledge to be had and uh, this is a teaching from both of us we really connected on a teacher named Chuck Missler who we yes. both really really like he's the type of guy that you really really go deep when you listen to Chuck. He's an ama- amazing man who who's, who brought a lot of knowledge to the earth. He he has passed, of course. Yeah, but. he's he's unfortunately passed on, but his um, he has this teaching about Genesis five, and Genesis five is a genealogy, and he, he basically says a lot of times when we read over the genealogies, we're like wanting to skip over it because it's just a bunch of names, you know. Yeah, and it does sound sound a little boring whenever yeah. you hear it, right? Yeah. like it's just like he. So begat, so and so begat, so yep. and so on and so on and so begat. And it's it's important to the, to the, to a, to a Jewish from a Jewish perspective because they're keeping that genealogy so that you can they can know like hey and, this is my line I'm the line of Benjamin or whatever it is you know yes and I think that I think that, that what you're saying there is is the actual key to this whole thing is the key uh-huh. is that the Old Testament it was written in Hebrew and Hebrew yeah. is an alphanumeric language uh-huh. right and the way that their language is set up is very, very, very strategic, number mm. one. But number two, there's always a message within it, within uh, the language itself, right. you know. In the in uh-huh. the uh, actual letters, yeah. you know, not only based off the alpha, alphanumeric things, but each yeah. letter means something. Itself, that's right, yeah. I was going to say, that's what he mentioned yeah. in, in his teaching, that each letter, it's not like a, just a, like a, what do you call it, a, yeah. a sound. Like yeah. we have the A, it's ah. Yeah. But A doesn't mean anything. We get that not one iota, not one iota would be would uh-huh. be missed, right? Yeah. That comes from yacht, right? Like yeah. yeah so right. And a yacht is you know something that is in the right. Hebrew lang- Hebraic yeah, yeah, yeah. language. So that's and that's, depending on it's if it's in front or behind, or behind yeah, the letter, I think it changes the meaning of the letter. It's all kinds of. I don't know a lot yeah. about Hebrew, no, but me neither. And that's something it, maybe we all learn while we do this this yeah. podcast. But just the things that we've learned is just an important thing in 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 the teaching of of yeah. any type of Christ- Christianity right. or Jewish religion. Yeah. You know? But something something that Jonathan said a lot the last episode was, um, I think no matter what the story is, the gospel message is always in there. It's always about, about Christ. Always. He is the center of our history. He's the center mm-hmm. of everything. Mm-hmm. In Colossians, I don't know where it says it in Colossians, but it says that all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hidden in Christ. Yeah. And you know, like in Proverbs 1-7, it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Mm-hmm. You can't even begin knowledge without the fear of the Lord and, and without yeah. the foundation of Christ. He is so, he's, you know, and I don't, I don't know, I think it's Matthew seven twenty one or 20, 22, where it says that, um, the, you know, the, about the wise man who builds his house in the rock. Yeah. And the fool builds his house in the sand. sand yep. The rock is a, a, or another word for like basically like a foundation and, and that's what Christ is. He's mm-hmm. like our foundation. Yes. It's sort of like though when Peter when he tells Peter, you know, yeah. He, he, I'm going you know, I'm going to name you Peter which means the rock and I will, yeah. I will build my church upon this. Uh-huh. I mean, it wasn't necessarily Peter that he's building right. upon, right? Yeah, it was and, the and, revelation and that Peter that, came to. This right? is something my little brother brought up to me actually. Who was like, he was just really getting into like the differences between Catholicism and Protestantism, and that's not what we're talking about today. But no, yeah, it's a little tangent. But he says to Peter, we'll this, the, the, the word for Peter he uses is Peter, or uh, uh, you're going to be called a stone. Yes, and that's the difference between like a stone and versus a rock, which is like a mountain. 
or like yes. something that you could build a foundation on. And, you know, in, in Matthew 7, when Jesus is talking about this foundation, he basically says, you know, the rains came, the floods came, and the house did not move because it was set on a firm foundation. That's right. right. Whereas the, someone who builds their house upon the sand, mm -hmm. the rains came and, and, and then beat upon the house, and great was the fall of it. Yes. You know? Yeah. So anyways, but we're not talking about that today. Yeah, but, it's, but, but, you know, it's, yeah. we don't have to jump directly into it because I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to go over something with you that okay. you and I had talked cool. about the other day. And maybe you could look, get into Acts at the beginning of Acts, okay. and go into where like they're waiting in the room because we were talking oh, about man. like how people would say, the... "What about the languages, right?" Okay. And they were like, "Well, I mean, these people are drunk or whatever." How's yep. you know? But we were talking about the languages. Uh -huh. uh, when he spoke, when they spoke in tongues, say, "Hey, you speaking in our la languages?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you read in there, and I had texted it to you the other night, uh -huh. it actually tells you yeah, yeah. that all the languages of man were within that area uh -huh. at that time. So yeah, if, yeah, yeah. if you want to just look, read it. Uh, so that I, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to find it exactly. It should be very, very beginning of of, of the of Acts, I All believe, right. right? Acts 2. Mm -hmm. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a, rush, a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues, like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. They were, all fi they were filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Mm -hmm. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. Yep. Now when this was noised, noised abroad, the multitude came together. So this is, you know, there's they're, this crazy things happening. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden people are gathering around mm -hmm. and were confounded because that every man, this is the part right here. Yeah. Because that every man heard them speak in his own language. Yeah. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? And how hear we every man in our own tongue, wherein we were born? This is the part right here you're talking yeah. about. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm going to probably mess this up. Parthians and Medes and Elamites and the dwellers in Mesopotamia. Oh, man, it says it even crazier yeah. in this one. And in, and in Judea <laughs> and in Cappadocia and Pont Pontus and Asia, uh, Phrygia. And Pamphylia in Egypt, and in the parts of Libya about Cyrene, <laughs> and strangers in Rome, Jews and proselytes, Cretes and Arabians were, uh, we do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. So they spoke in every tongue. Right. That was my point the other day because we had, uh -huh. we were talking about that. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. How argument to that is, oh, well, he spoke in tongues, you uh -huh. know is one language it's like no it was yeah. all languages you right, know like right, they right, were right. all there like, it's a reversal of the tower of babel where yeah. the tower of babel you know they're unified but against god yeah and so god basically i i think in mercy you know instead of just wiping them all out yeah. he, he he just confuses their languages and yes. that's where we get you know because like when you look historically and i i just took a, like an anthropology class and it was talking about the birth of languages mm -hmm. to me it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense I, I think that Adam and Eve knew how to write read and write probably I think God, God probably taught could they yeah communicate in a different way that could but, be, that could be controversial but you know because I'm not saying but like to me logically the way I was taught to read and write was somebody else taught me and then mm -hmm. somebody else taught them and you go all the way back so anyways when it comes yeah. to but yeah so but specifically this is like a reversal of the tower yeah. of babel so, B so before we, god confused languages now the holy spirit's there yeah and and all of them are speaking in an unknown tongue that they don't know what they're saying but mm -hmm. the men around them are like 
we're hearing the good works of God in our own in our own tongue. Yeah, I just wanted us to sharpen each other on that real quick, and then we. That's awesome. But we get back to Chuck Misler. I mean, because this is this this is going to be sort of sort of a synopsis of what what Chuck Misler gives, and yeah. basically he's talking about at from Adam to uh, Adam to Noah. Adam to Noah, right? Yeah. The, Genesis five. Well, I guess maybe we could read Genesis five. Yeah. And then I could break it down. Yeah, for sure. Because because this is this is what this is how I fell in love with Chuck Misler, man. Yeah, this is one of the first. The first uh, things. The, one of the first things I watched was this. Yep. Yeah. The, the first teaching, and it's called. I think it's. I don't know if it's titled the Bible, but it's called an extraterrestrial message. Yeah. How you know the Bible is not from is not man made, basically. Right. You know. Yeah. Well, we are not from here, right? Right. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Uh, if, I don't know. I don't know if I want to read this whole thing, but okay. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll just read some of it. Yeah. This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man, and in the likeness of God made He him, male and female. Created he them and blessed them and called their their name, Adam in the day uh, Adam in the day they were created. And Adam lived in hundred and thirty years and begat a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. I'll just read one more. And the days of Adam, after he had begotten Seth, were eight hundred years and he begat sons and daughters. And all the day and all the days that Adam lived were nine hundred and thirty years and he died. And Seth lived in hundred and fifty years and begat Enos. And Seth lived after he begot Enos eight hundred and seven years, and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Seth were nine hundred and twelve years, and he died. It goes all the way down. I've got all the names written down. Yeah. But but that that when you read it as a you know uh, a modern Christian, you're reading it, and you're like, okay, cool, I get it. It's a genealogy. Yeah. It's it, it's showing me the history from Adam all the way it's down. Almost, to it almost head hurt. Yeah. Right? But it's like okay, it's like what's the point? You know, this story. This is where. Chuck Missler comes in and he t- he says that the names are not translated; they're transliterated. Mm-hmm. It's like the sound of the name, but it's not the meaning of the name. Right. Like my name, Marshall. The reason my parents named me Marshall mm-hmm. was because like a, a marshal in the army or like a leader. Yeah, that's what they wanted me to be. Yeah, it's not just that my that name sounds cool. Like some people, they just name their kids like a name, and they think yeah. well, it just sounds cool. But there's no actually actual meaning of the name. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm gonna go through all all, all the names, and I'm, gonna, I'm I'm explain like the meaning of the names. So first is Adam. Adam comes from Adama, which just means man. Simple enough. Okay. His, his son is named Seth. Adam's son Eve said, God hath appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. So Seth means appointed. Mm-hmm. Enosh, this is not Enoch, it's Enosh. Mm-hmm. Mortal or frail or miserable from the root Anosh to be incurable. Used of a wound, grief, woe, sickness, or wickedness. So that Enosh means mortal. And then Canaan means sorrow. Mahalalel, Hebrew, uh, the Hebrew named often uh, the blessed God. So the Hebrew names often include El, like Daniel, mm-hmm. which is God is my judge, or Nathaniel, mm-hmm. gift of God. The El is, 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 mm-hmm. a, is, a, is a... Elohim. Yep. yep. Yeah. And, and so Nathaniel means the blessed God. Mm-hmm. Jared from the verb... Uh, Yared, meaning some uh, something. This is a, an allusion to the sons of God, like in Genesis six, when the sons of God came down and corrupted the women, yeah, daughters of men. They, then they they bore the sons and they became the Nephilim. Mm-hmm. Jared means shall come down. Mm-hmm. Enoch, first of four generations uh, of preachers. The earliest recorded prophecy was by Enoch, which deals with the second coming of Christ. Mm-hmm. Enoch means teaching. Methu- awesome. Methuselah. Methuselah is really significant. I'll just read it really quickly. The flood was no surprise. It was preached for four generations. Wow. Enoch was given a prophecy that as long as his son was alive, judgment was postponed. 
As soon as he died, the flood would begin. Methuselah means his death shall bring. Mm -hmm. Now, okay, Methuselah was 187 when he had Lamech and lived 782 years more. Lamech had Noah when he was 182. The flood came in Noah's 600th year. Mm -hmm. 187 plus 182 plus 600 is 696. Now, Methuselah means his death shall bring. When yeah. the, the prophecy is when he dies, the flood's going to come. He's the oldest person in history. In history. This is a sign of God's mercy. Mm -hmm. Not only could people have avoided God's judgment, because it, like clearly the, the, they were preaching about yeah. the flood. Mm -hmm. But people, you know, it says, like Jesus says in Matthew 24, just like the days of Noah were, it's going to, when the son of, when the son of man comes, men will be marrying, giving in marriage, eating, drinking, partying, having a good time. No. They're not looking for the coming, no. the second coming of Christ. Not they don't care. It's the same thing. So, but, but, you know, Methuselah is a sign of how merciful God is. Mm -hmm. He declares judgment, just like he did many times in the Old Testament, but he sent prophets to preach to the people mm -hmm. so, that, so that they wouldn't have to go through that. So Methuselah is a sign of, of God's mercy. I think what? 900 years or whatever. 969. Yeah, is, is a little bit of, little bit of patience. What a thousand think? years where, where people could have easily yeah. turned back to God. Yeah. I, I'm going to have patience with you. I mean, yeah. A thousand years. And, and, and it says that men's thoughts were evil continually. Mm -hmm. I don't think we fully can grasp like, like no I don't think so either like we've seen evil in our time but I don't think we can fully understand like no. like just the reckless hate that would have been no well the, there like the the raping of the angels and all yeah. that kind of well yeah exactly you yeah know, like, we, we brought that up in, in Sodom and War but mm -hmm. so then the last one is oh sorry the second to last is, is Lamech which the root English is still evident today like lament and that means despairing mm -hmm. and then the last name in the genealogy is Noah which means rest or comfort mm. so. You got. I'm gonna read them. I'll read all the names, and then I'm gonna read the meanings of the names. And this is just this blew yeah. my mind first time I heard this. Yeah. Adam, Seth, Enosh, Kenan, Mahalalel, Jared, Enoch, Methuselah, Lamech, and then Noah. Mm -hmm. This is what the the names meaning. If you read this genealogy and you read the meanings of the names, okay. Man appointed mortal sorrow. The blessed God shall come down, teaching. His death shall bring the despairing rest or comfort. Oh, so in a, so the good. gospel message, and this is what uh, Chuck Messer says, you know, about so the translation good, or, or the written. It gives me chills, man. It's amazing. You yeah. know, he says, you're telling me that these Hebrew, you know, scholars or whoever wrote yeah, this stuff down, no way, they, 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 they either accidentally or intentionally put the gospel message. They're Jews who don't believe, you know, the, and they put the, um, the message of the gospel in a genealogy in Genesis 5. He's no, like, there's Dude, no way. You, you, you can't, you, and this is why at this point, you couldn't convince me that the Bible isn't. Isn't no, divine. no, there's no way, dude, because that's the thing about people is is that don't know Jesus, right? Or yeah. they don't they don't understand the richness involved in all of the things that are in the Word of God. There's more there's more to it. Right. Than, it's not just words written down. Yeah. It's actually divine divinely inspired. And the way yeah. that you can confirm that it's divinely inspired is that Christ came many years mm -hmm. after the Old Testament had ended, right? Yeah. And a whole New Testament was written that mm -hmm. every scripture in that testament is confirmed by what was prophesied yeah. years and years. And not only was it pro prophesied one time, no, through the whole entire, the whole entire thing is, yeah. a, is, a, 
is a beautiful picture of God's love through yeah. Christ. That's through Christ Himself. Yeah, right. You know, and this this is the passage that um, Chuck Missler will use a lot. It's Proverbs twenty five verse two. I, I brought it up before, but I want to read it again. Mm-hmm. It's so powerful. It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is to search out a matter. You know, th- th- there are certain things when you read it, and if you're a skeptic, you're going to read it and say, well, that's stupid. Balaam's mm-hmm. donkey, you know? Yeah. You told me a donkey talked, that's dumb, you know? And and God intentionally, th- and this is, what you, I think we mentioned in the last one. Mm-hmm. Wait, what did you say? You said something about like how God, oh yeah, this, the, the serpents in, yeah. in, the, in the wilderness. Yeah. And you were like, God's almost messing with them. Yeah, he's like, okay, you want a, something to an idol to worship? Right. Here's a here's a here's a stick with a serpent on it. You know, it's gonna heal you. Right. This is an, I don't know where where this is. I know it's in Proverbs, but where it says, "The Lord keepeth the proud afar off." Yeah. People that struggle with pride, God's not that interested. No. In trying to, you know, it's like I've heard so many atheists say this: if God would just reveal Himself in the sky. Oh, you know, whatever destiny, you know, I'm God, you know, hey, you know, yeah. and it's like, how arrogant do you think you are, dude? Yeah. Like, like God is, you know, you, you have the gift of life. God has given you breath. You're breathing right now. You're a miracle, man. Yeah. And, and, and but, but you're like, well, no, it's, it's all, you know, if the, God would reveal himself to me, maybe I'd believe in him. The earth, the earth spins on a certain axis. If it were off three degrees, mm-hmm. three to six degrees, life would not exist. If there's so many things that just happen to be so so yeah. in order for life to exist, yeah. and and the only way that that could be done is 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 by a creator. My my brother told me a story a long time ago where where there's two scientists and I may screw this story up, but mm-hmm. two scientists and this was when they were trying to figure out how to put like the the planetary system uh, together. So you know they put the sun and they put all the planets around it and, and they just couldn't figure it all out. And then finally, you know. One the one of the uh, one of the scientists is the is the uh, is the prodigy of the other the older and the older is telling him that you know about how God exists and and the, and the and the guy is, just tells him there's no way that God exists you know period yeah. you know I mean he, there's no way that God exists mm-hmm. this the you know <clears throat> he goes and I don't know how it goes but it's something like to the effect that no there's no way that somebody could have created this whole thing mm. you know yeah and uh, so. He ends up going to bed, the young one, because they're just tired of messing with it. But the, the older guy s- sits up, and he finally figures it out. And uh-huh. sets it all up, and he goes to bed. Yeah. And they wake up the next morning, and he comes out, and he the older guy comes out, and he sees the other guy, and the other guy's super excited. He's like, man, man, check it out, check it out. He goes, he goes, here it is, man. He goes, he goes, oh, yeah, yeah. And he goes, he goes, how did this happen? He goes, well, what do you mean? Who did this? He goes, what do you mean? He goes, well, somebody had to create this. You know? <laughs> just, his, uh, just the, the model. Yeah, just the, the model. model. Yeah. And so in his, in his own, you know, yeah. uh, his own pride, I guess you would say, right, right. you know, was broken by his own revelation that actually somebody did have to create yeah. it. You know, from the outside looking in, somebody had to create it. Right. The, yeah. the, the the simplest things like anything that has any kind of a message you know mm-hmm. you know just like you know like it's so it's such a simple analogy but you know John loves Mary written in the sand it's like no one would logically conclude well I guess the wind did that or I guess crabs no, did that or yeah. I guess, it's like it, it's it, it when, when there's intelligence or when there's a a message written down you have to conclude that there was a me- there was a messenger or there was an author Absolutely. and when you've got and, and this is what Frank Turek says. He's talking about DNA, and he says, "Well, you know, the message is like what three billion characters long. Mm-hmm. You know, for the how, how the instruction book for how to make me, yeah. you know, my DNA is written, and 
and, and it's so long that I think all the volumes, if you were to put them in book form, would fill the Grand Canyon. And, and, and you're, t- you're trying to say that, well, I just happened by chance. It's, yeah. it's just, you know, it's... Uh, you got a three-pound brain, and your three-pound, your or eight-pound brain, your eight-pound brain's gonna figure out what everything's going on in the cosmos and everything else, and yeah. all that. It's just not gonna happen. I heard this cool, this cool little thing by I don't know if you probably don't know this apologist. So his name's Cy Ten Bruggen. I do not know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we'll we'll talk about it later because we'll yeah. we'll watch the video together. But yeah. um, he says it's like at the beginning of his video, and he says, you know, he's talking about proving God's existence, and he said, I've got a pump inside my chest made of meat. It pumps. What is it? It's, I think 700,000 gallons of blood a year, and it runs for 90 years on donuts. And I've got to prove that God exists. <laughs> He's like, look around, you know? Yeah, don't be. And, it, yeah. and it's like, you I know, mean, you think of Helen Keller is the perfect example, right? Uh-huh. She's, not only can she not see, she, you know, she, she, she cannot uh, talk, she can barely talk, yeah. she, she can't, you know, but she knows that God exists, you yeah. know? I mean, like, how is that possible? Like, because she doesn't have to see to know, know. you know? Yeah. She just knows that she's a miracle in herself, right? You know? Um, well, anyway, so, yeah, just, you know, in Genesis 5, from the get-go. Yeah, the gospel's there. The gospel is there. The gospel is there. Not only is the gospel there, but it's there in its entirety, just in the genealogy. Yeah, so, it's incredible, you know. So this is this is the choice, and, yeah, that's you know, yeah. The, 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 this is what we're going to bring to you yeah. uh, every every chance we get. Yeah, the, the, the purpose of what we, what we want to talk about is... Like we want to, uh, people that have ears to hear, we want to show mm-hmm. them that God has not only revealed Himself, you know, through the Bible or right. through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. He's revealed Himself through creation, through mm-hmm. the stars, mm-hmm. through like genealogies in the mm-hmm. Bible. I mean, it's if if you if you pray a genuine prayer, okay, Lord, you know, show yourself to me, you know, or reveal yeah. yourself to mm-hmm. me, and you're and you're humble, you are going to see Him. Yes, and uh, the, the, we call it the choice, you know, yep. because ultimately, you know, like Second Peter two nine says, you know, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all would come to repentance. Yes, you know, it's it's God's, you know, God's desire is, repent, is to save everybody. To repent comes from the word metanoia, mm-hmm. and metanoia means to change your mind. That's all right. it means, yep. right? The mind yep. change. It's yeah. really what it comes down to. And that, and yeah, it's and it's God is just looking for someone with a humble enough heart to just say, man, maybe I don't have this all figured out. Right. Maybe somebody did make this place. You know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'll just really quickly. I'll, I'll wrap it up with this yeah, little, no this little kind of analogy yeah, yeah. thing. Um, because you know, people say, well, there's not enough evidence, you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, of course, for us, that's just like a laughable thing. Yeah. We do because we've genuinely, it's like the evidence continues to build on this mountain. Oh, my gosh. And we're just like, dude, there's no way. <laughs> yeah. There's no way that, you know. It almost makes me want to get my act together even more so. Every yeah. time I find something new, I'm like, right. man, I need to get my act together. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I, I usually, like, kind of this analogy of, like, you know, Steve Jobs. And, like, I, I, I come across an iPhone, and, I, and I'm, I'm skeptical, you know, of, of that there's a maker of this thing. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's just, you know, I mean, it's, it's a, you know, it's possible, you know, hey, maybe, maybe the camera, you know, whatever. And I have all these ridiculous explanations, but I have explanations for it. Yeah. And you're like, no, dude, there's a guy whose name was Steve Jobs and he made that thing. And I'm like, dude, just, well, is he here? <laughs> has, has he given us a message recently? <laughs> Come on. He's been dead for how many years? You know, I mean, I, I don't know if he's really, and you're yeah. like, no, dude, look, the excellence of the way this phone is designed. Yes. It's, it, it shows is it shows the type of person that he was. It like it's it's you know you look at this computer and you you you're like pointing out through um through his creation mm-hmm. you're like no dude this is the kind of guy Steve Jobs it might not tell you everything about him but it's gonna tell me quite a bit about yeah. who this guy was yeah, yeah. and I'm like no nah, no nah, man you, you can't you can't show me that stuff you gotta show me stuff outside yeah you you, you got to give me more evidence of that and you're, you're like 
<laughs> How much more evidence? Dude, I mean, look, look, look at what he made. Like, it's yeah. it's so it's so obvious that somebody made this. And I'm just like, nah, I don't know, man. Sounds pretty sounds pretty fantastical to me. Maybe if there was like a message in the sky that said, you know, Steve Jobs. And it, to me, like that, it, there's a level. That's the level of skepticism. That's just like, it's not. It's no longer reasonable. That's something that Frank Turek he said he's having a conversation with you know because he had he goes to college campuses and has conversations with young college mm-hmm. kids. And the guy basically, because he always he asks this question almost from the get go. Usually, if Christianity were true, yeah. would you become a Christian? Yeah. And the answer a lot of times is no. It's wild. And, and, and he just goes, "Is that a reasonable position?" And the guy just kind of is kind of like he's you can tell he's probably never thought about it, but he's just like, well, I don't know. And 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 uh, Frank is like, "Well, maybe you should consider it." You know, yeah. he's like, and he always says, "If if 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 I give you a book, will you read it?" And it's his book, you know, mm-hmm. about the evidence of Christ. So. That's that's kind of like a synopsis of why we want to do what we do. Yeah, because because I I, I sometimes see uh, people who are hungry. Yeah. And who want to know, but they've heard the same John three sixteen sure. and the same. And I'm not taking any way anything away from that because some people accept that kind of thing. Right. But there are people who want to who want evidence. Yeah. In in a, in a way that that. Actually, it can change their mind, and I know that some of the things that we're going to show you, some of the things that we're going to discuss, if they don't change your mind, then you might want to question, like, yeah. you know, whether you have any pride or not. <laughs> I mean, because <'cause, laughs> right. I mean, I mean, I was a fourteen-year-old once too, and I knew everything that was yeah. in the world. But now that I'm, I'm in my forties, I know that I don't know anything just about. Uh-huh. So you know, it, yeah. it's a perspective thing. Right. So. We're trying to change perspectives, but in the end, it's going to be up to you, and it's yeah. going to be up to the choice that you make, basically. Right. Yeah. So, just want to thank you all for listening to yeah, us. I'm Jonathan. Nice. I'm Marshall. All right. Thanks, guys.